All right. So today on my way over here, MJ, I saw this like this big billboard that said something like, you need peace, surrender to Jesus. Oh, I've seen that one. Yeah? Yep. Yeah. And that kind of peace, like there was a picture of like a man who was like kneeling, you know, and it looked like he had just gone through a really hard time or something like. And then finally, I imagine just like giving it away, giving it all to God, that surrender peace Mm -hmm. to find peace. Yeah. So how we are going to go about this episode today, right, is just to look a little deeper into what it actually means to find peace, because I feel like we can all relate to that really hard emotional like situation or, yeah, you know, um, the cry. experience. The yeah, cry the cry, yeah. right? We're like mm-hmm. on our knees, something's gone wrong. But not a lot of us are used to that feeling of peace. And it's like common for us to want to go back to mm-hmm. the cry. Right. You know, to be able to go through that. Right. To, to not, not to be just, able, but just we're like so used to it. Yeah. No, I get that. Yeah. So that surrender piece is, is something we're most familiar with. So that's important. But then it's like staying in that surrendered peace to experience peace mm-hmm. long term. Yeah. That's more difficult. Right. It is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Exactly. But. To kind of dive into scripture and and give us a picture of what it looked like for Jesus to show his disciples who were following him around, who knew him very, very well, what it looked like to have peace. They needed like a physical reminder, right? He showed so many miracles and he gave them one because. Oh, yeah. It was it was definitely resonated more than a billboard. Because I I, the billboard I saw didn't have even the man kneeling, so it didn't invoke that emotion, which I think would have been more telling. But yeah, they had like a real life, like you don't get to just look at like a, a billboard or look at one and try to be reminded. <laughs> right. You actually are going to experience a situation where you're going to need to know what it's like to then have peace. Yeah. Yep, exactly. Can we get into that scripture? Yeah. So we're looking at Mark chapter 4, verse 39, 35 through 39, and it's when Jesus calms a storm. On that day, when evening had come, he said to them, Let us go across to the other side. And leaving the crowd, they took him with them in the boat, just as he was. And other boats were with him. And a great windstorm arose, and the waves were breaking into the boat, so that the boat was already filling. But he was in the stern, asleep on the cushion. And they woke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? And he awoke and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. He said to them, Why are you so afraid? Have you still no faith? And they were filled with great fear and said to one another, Who then is this that even the wind and the sea obey him? And this is a great example of the disciples literally being right next to Jesus, who they now know, right, is like a wonderful teacher and a great uh, leader. And they, they look to him and they're being discipled by Jesus. And they're scared. They don't know what to do. Jesus, meanwhile, is sleeping in this great storm and they wake him up right and 
just imagine like being out in this storm. Mm-hmm. You know, all of a sudden you're in this tiny little boat. You're out in the middle of the water. It's dark. The waves are starting to become stronger and more turbulent. And like this would freak me out too, to be honest. I am personally very scared of the ocean and large bodies of water. Mm-hmm. First of all, I can't see what's underneath way down in the deep anyway. But for it to be night and not even be able to see like the surface and being surrounded by something way more powerful than me is yeah. terrifying. Yeah. So then it gets to be rocky and uh, the boat's starting to fill with water and they're afraid. And it's it's scary. It's just like so many things that we go through in our own personal lives are scary. It feels like we're sinking and the boat is being rocked hard, whether we're rocking it ourselves or someone else is rocking the boat. And it's like, what do you do in that moment? And the disciples, they wake up Jesus, which is a great first step, mm-hmm. <laughs> go to Jesus. Yes. And Jesus immediately just says peace in the waters, which kind of represent those chaotic times in our life. Like mm-hmm. it was a body of water that has... Is uncontrollable, right? He mm-hmm. just said peace and everything went silent, still. Like, smooth as glass. You look out and you see nothing that could harm you. Mm-hmm. And that's a great feeling, but the disciples were like, oh, man, who, who is this? Oh, like, man. how do you, what did you do? And it's interesting to see Jesus' response for him to say, like, Gosh, you guys, like you still have no faith. I, I know how to we, feed people with like a little bit of food. I know yeah. how to do these miracles, deliver people, and yeah. you still don't get it. Yeah, right? yeah. Yeah. But doesn't that resonate even too? It's like, yeah, you can tell he was a little irritated, right, by mm-hmm. the text. Like you unbelieving people. There's a couple times he said that in scripture. But even as we're talking about this, it makes me believe more why peace is so important in our walk with the Lord because it – it shows, right, like he did all these miracles to provide physically, mm-hmm. right? Like even like the food that people needed, he was able to produce and multiply to feed thousands. He was um, able to deliver people from oppression. He was able to heal people. And the disciples witnessed these things. They're right there witnessing mm-hmm. and partaking, right? So like mm-hmm. that's important for us to realize like these are people who are so close to Jesus when he was walking here and performing mm-hmm. them, and yet they still were like, whoa. It's the peace that he was able to, like, mm-hmm. everything's calm. Like, yeah. that's what stuck out the most, like, oh, my gosh. Okay. Wow. Right. He's given us peace. Now in our own life, we think about it, like, how many times do we see the Lord produce all these miracles in our own lives? You know, like, the last time we had a need, he fulfilled it. We pray, we, he fulfills it. And then we go, we keep walking day by day, and then there's another need, and he fulfills it, but then our mind and our heart still may not be at peace. Exactly. And it's having that peace in the midst of not having that thing, but trusting that the Lord's going to provide it that actually allows us to live that that heavenly on earth mentality where it's like we are heavenly minded. We're able to trust that the Lord who has always provided is going to provide, whether that be safety in the storm or whatever our needs are. But if we forget all those beautiful things that he's already done, it's hard to stay in that state of peace because we still are, like, anxious. And so when I'm thinking about how the disciples were walking and just, I'll 
be quick about this. It's like they were really there. They saw him materialize things before their their eyes to to serve people. But they still didn't have peace in that boat, even though they they witnessed that this man, the Messiah, this person they were with, could do anything. He had done everything, mm-hmm. but they didn't have peace. They were still like, oh, my gosh, what's going to happen? Mm-hmm. We're not going to make it. And it just took one word and everything stopped. So just reminding ourselves that we got to keep a testimony of all the things he has done. So that way our mindset can be focused on like this is a providing God. That's a really good point, MJ. And like to give us an understanding of what peace is in the Bible's definition would also expand our understanding, I think, of the situations that we can be in to experience peace. It's not always just one thing. Mm -hmm. So like peace, it's actually the word shalom in the Old Testament. Um, So like Jesus would say this all the time in greetings and in saying goodbye to his disciples and vice versa, like peace, shalom, shalom. Mm -hmm. And um, it occurs like 240 times in the Old Testament. So it's been used a lot. It's a, it's, it's very, um, it's just used a lot. It's obviously a big deal. So some of the meanings, though, for peace is we've got completeness, safety, welfare, health. Like you got good health. Mm-hmm. That's peace. Prosperity, quiet, tranquility, and contentment. Friendship peace within the friendship of human relationships Mm -hmm. and then with God and especially in a covenant relationship with God Mm -hmm. and so those are some of the meanings of peace and some of the ways that we can experience peace Mm -hmm. it's not always what we might think it is yes it's quiet quietness and contentment that can be peace but it can also be just like that freedom from strife within Mm -hmm. a relationship Mm -hmm. and that's hard for a lot of people I mean we're all broken people right and it's it's takes a lot to be able to be content with like well this is the way it's actually supposed to be Mm -hmm. it's so hard Mm -hmm. to come back from experiencing like war all the time right to being able to be like okay God this way is better even though it sounds good right yeah so I think that's why it helps to have some of these definitions so we Definitely. can actually remember, no, this is peace. This is God-given. It's a gift. Right. The minute you're his child and you believe in Christ, he's like, it's like that's your daddy, and he's given you peace as a gift. He wants you to have it, mm-hmm. and that's a, that's a beautiful thing. It's going to allow you to be closer to God. And we can see, too, I just want to show like that one scripture. It talks about, God is peace, Isaiah 9, 6. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so good. That's what he is, mm-hmm. definitely. And I think it's so important that piece where you're saying like it's so different for other people from one person to the next that we we do allow that to sit and we seek the Lord in in asking like Lord help me to I even identify am I at peace or are 
there are things that, you know, I'm mistaken for peace. Or am I, mm. you know, because the thing about it is, is like we have scripture, right? And, and it says like. Yeah. Um, Talk about it. The peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ. Like that is in Philippians 4. And it's just one of the passages we'll add to the description here so people can meditate on that. It's part of a larger passage. But I just always go back to that. It's a peace that transcends all things, right? It's like we don't understand it. And um, sometimes it's mistaken that we need to know everything to have peace or we need to know the outcome of something to have peace. And we don't. Peace is trusting mm-hmm. that God is, that God is peace. Jesus is peace. Like you're saying, he came in this world, and that means that we can, in our heart, even with the turbulent water, if we focus on him, if we trust in him, if we go into his scripture and remember his character, we can have that peace that transcends all understanding right now. Not just like mm-hmm. tomorrow, like today, right now, because we're, we're surrendering it to him. In that image of the billboard, we're surrendering to like, I don't know how this is going to work out, Lord, but I know your word says that you offer peace that transcends all understanding. And so I'm giving it to you, Lord, and I trust that you will help me to navigate. And that could look like you might be in a chaotic situation for a week, but your heart's at peace because you know that the end result is, is that Jesus wins and mm-hmm. that he's going to cover you. And you also could have that revelation, and then all you have to do is make a phone call to, to have a conversation to reconcile, and you could get peace right then. So it could look different, mm-hmm. right? On the outside, it could look very different. There could be physical peace that it looks like, oh, you're definitely at peace. You look like you're just chilling out and your mind and heart are at peace or you could also be in a, in a struggle and realize like this is not in your control but you're at peace because you know that Jesus has your back and your front and everything and he's taking care of it so just remembering like having peace is important because it is a heart and mind condition your circumstance will change it just that's not what your peace relies on yeah I think you said a really good point too. Talk about more about that that part. You said that you can be under the assumption that you're experiencing peace. You're really not, though. Right. So, um, if we think about the development of our walk with the Lord, oftentimes many of us can go and want to seek the Lord, and we mature in our walk, and we don't feel comfortable in certain spaces because we're not used to what that space looks like. And so for myself, I'll just speak over the progression. Um, I mistake things like peace as boredom sometimes because I didn't know like what streams of living water was like. I never grew up with like a peaceful (laughs) atmosphere. (laughs) And so if there wasn't something that was rocking the boat, something was wrong because I was so used to a different tempo. And so for me, I thought, I could be more at peace if I scheduled myself for 15 minute mm. intervals of like intervals of things to do. Like, okay, I'm not busy. I got to do something else. I'm at peace because I'm productive. I know I'm doing well. So my, mm. my definition of peace was like tied to, did I accomplish the things that I needed to do? Did I, you know, mm. a checklist that yeah. I felt? Cause then I'm like, Oh, I'm at peace. I did everything I needed to do. And that was not, that's far away from the definition of what peace is. So it just reminds me of our walk in general as you mature in your faith, remembering that the Lord may do, and no, not may, will do things that are uncomfortable because his ways are so much higher. So for a season, a couple seasons, actually, the Lord put me in this place of stillness, like really uh, took my hand. I go to Psalm 23 where he's like, I will, you know, I'll dig it out really quick here and read it. But it's just like, 
many, many of us know Psalm 23, but it's like, he leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. Um, and I'm like, okay, well, quiet waters? That's kind of like, what is this? You know, like, can we at least get a jet ski and go <laughs> do something else? Like, do you know, but he was recalibrating my understanding of what quiet waters and the beauty of was. And so for me, it took really a lot of like surrender because it was uncomfortable because I didn't yeah. want to sit in quiet. I didn't want to. I, I scheduled myself for 15 minute intervals. You know, I wanted to go fast, um, but I was never at peace. I was never at peace uh, because I was waiting for the next shoe to drop. I was waiting for, for you know, the next thing that was either going to go wrong or something chaotic or the, the waters were going to, like, you know, be too shaky. And so it, it took a while for him to recalibrate my mind to realize that peace is a beautiful thing to embrace. And it is a, a state of your heart's condition that when you surrender to the Lord and you let him work, you'll appreciate the streams of water. <laughs> so you can picture me. You got that imagery of me like walking next to the nice calm stream at peace and be like, okay, now Jesus, let's go. Let's go. What are we going to go first, right? Yeah. Yeah. That and they're like, I just went up north not too long ago and I was just seeing all these jets like going across the water. You see me? Yeah. And I can just picture you being like, that's what I need right now. Right. I don't want living water right now. I want to go on this jet ski. But but it's, oh my gosh, it took me some time. I was a little like stiff necked stubborn about it because I didn't know what it was. So I just, I want to encourage that end of it too, where people may not know how to Mm. sit in peace, Mm -hmm. how to maintain it. And it is just remembering that sometimes we have been conditioned in our lives and it's not to put blame on anybody because I, I try to believe, right, that everybody in their life, like people try to do the best they can. And so we do end up in a broken world system where we're conditioned to expect chaos, expect the you know brokenness of this world to, mm-hmm. to affect every single day. And so I just innately was mm-hmm. like, this is not for me. I'd rather not have to think about anything. I'd rather just like, you know, or like think too deeply or stilly, you know. <laughs> stilly. So, <laughs> making up words. Um, so you had to like calibrate, yeah. calibrate me, calibrate me yeah. so I could appreciate it. And I mm-hmm. just offer that up because even if it's uncomfortable and you're like, okay, peace is cool. Now what's next? That you need to like stay in that space because actually peace is like the spot. That's where you can be most effective because you're coming out of a place where you're of sound mindedness. Mm -hmm. Your heart is not um, conflicted as when you're in peace, it's trusting in the Lord, right? Exactly. When you feel that peace that transcends all understanding, that is like you're trusting God Mm -hmm. and he's going to provide you with, you know, guidance through his words, through just things in life. And so from that space, you are so much better off in Mm -hmm. your life than thinking I need to do the next thing, I need to do, you know, whatever accomplishment or something bad's going to happen, so i got to start worrying, exactly. i got to start preparing oh something else. Gosh, yeah. It's like, no, let the Lord lead no. you. And you can stay in a state of peace and do all the things he calls you to do, but you're better at doing those things if you let your mind and heart be in peace. And that is a state of the heart and mind. That doesn't mean that you're sitting on your butt and not doing anything. You will be convicted to do stuff. Um, but you, it's that recalibration of like, don't just let your mind be busy. Don't just let your heart be busy because you're afraid. Let the Lord recalibrate your pace so you can experience that peace that transcends all understanding. Mm. 
Yes. That makes you, sense. Oh, it's, you said it so beautifully. Don't get on the jet ski. <laughs> Just chill out and embrace the Lord's yeah. presence. Right? Don't be too it's quick to leave to. it. Yes. Yeah. That's maturity in your walk, though, you know? It I is. Guess. Oh, my gosh. You're yeah. no longer a teenager walking with the Lord. You are, like, <laughs> you know, doing some things. <laughs> that is so good. All right. Well, um, yeah, I think that's a good way to wrap us up. And... Um, We'll definitely add some notes to and resources to the to the page. Um, but I would love to have us say a little prayer and to be on our way. You know, maybe just to like hang out and chill, chill. later today by living water. Yeah, James. just right. sit. Lord Jesus, I thank you so much that you have given us your word, that we may be able to seek you and know more of you. Lord, thank you for your sacrifice on the cross so we can have life, living life right now. We pray over um, all of our brothers and sisters right now that you may enable their heart to receive this message and your Holy Spirit would just let them um, pursue you, let them read scripture, let them know what it is to have peace. Um, God, we pray that you would further enable their life to have peace in it, God, that they may know that you are going to allow their hearts to be in a, a state of, of calmness and sound-mindedness, and they be able to be just so present with you, Lord, that they may not rush that time. I pray that in their life today that anything that may be stirring, any chaos, anything that they know um, is not in their control, that they may know it's in yours, Lord, that you have everything in your hand. And as they turn to you, Lord, the, the water and the waves will still and they may be able to see your face greater. They may be able to hear your voice louder. And they may be able to walk with courage. We love you, Lord, and we're grateful for you. It's in your name, Lord Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen.